As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. And then just one on the trip tomorrow. How come the president is visiting Buffalo after a senseless tragedy there, but he couldn't visit Waukesha after six were killed and 61 injured in an attack on a Christmas parade there? I mean, he's visited many communities. Buffalo, he was, we, you know, he was, he's able to go tomorrow to Buffalo uh, uh, before the trip. That is something that was important for him to do. But he has visited many, uh, many other communities. This is not, Buffalo is not the first community, sadly, that he has to go up to uh, because of a violent attack. But that's not what was asked. That's not what Ducey asked. Ducey asked, why didn't you go? Why didn't he also go to Waukesha? That was the, that's what Ducey asked. And she didn't answer the question because she can't answer the question. You know why he can't go to Waukesha? It's because he can't use it for his narrative. He can't use it for the DOJ. White supremacy is the biggest terror threat and the race politics that Democrats love to play ever since their slave master days, because that's who this party is. Welcome. It's Hellfire Tuesday. I'm Dana Lash. It's good to be with you. Writing checks that are cashing checks with my butt that other people write with their mouths and actions. It's good to be with you today. Um, this, I, I mean, I find just this whole thing is is just nuts. Um, he's going to, anyway, he's going to be there today. And uh, I'm sure... Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know if he's going to give any speech, and I'm not going to carry it if he does, because I have other things I got to do. You got other things that you need to, to, to deal with, too. We've got crazy inflation. We've got a, a, a whole mess of stuff. We have supply chain. We still have no idea what the hell's happening with Florida, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Nothing like that. Um, but here we have everybody. Fo- well, we have the UFO thing that's happening today, which makes me think one of two things. Either all hell's about to break loose and God, I hope we get blown up by an alien spacecraft or um, they're just they're that desperate and they need a deflection. You laugh. But honestly, I mean, this rock is worthless. Jesus come already. So <laughs> I'm a cynical fatalist. I mean, <laughs> hi, have you met me yet? Oh, my gosh. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about that here later on. Uh, but the race, we're going to get into also Democrats race politics. I can't, I'm so done with this. They relive the 60s every five years. They really do. So the Bidens arrived in Buffalo to grieve with the community. Uh, and I noticed, so can I just read to you this completely unbelievable tweet from, uh, what's his face? The guy who screwed Fang Fang. What's her, what, uh, Swalwell. <laughs> Golly, that's just, I'm trying to be really good with that last name here. He tweeted, my 40-year-old just FaceTimed to ask what I'm doing to help the people in Buffalo, and why did the bad man do this? Absolutely gutting. It, this cannot be normal. It's time to ban assault weapons, end quote. 
So they were already banned in New York, but nobody believes that your kid did that. And if your kid did that, then you and your wife suck as parents. Your wife is a horrible mother and you are a horrible father for exposing your children to these trash headlines and then filling their head with your exploitative, ghoul-humping you know, narratives just so you can try to score political points. It needs to be said. I'm going to say it because I don't care. So I'll say it so you don't have to, so that no Karen freaks out at your workplace. But this... That's just so nobody believes that. Why did the band man do this? Yes, my four-year-old FaceTimed me to ask what I'm doing to help with, uh, to help stave off the recession in this era of stagflation. Yes, it's totally believable. No one believes this. First off, no one believes it. I, I, first off, it's hard for me to believe that someone procreated with this man. He farted on live television. He, his teeth are the color of yellow legal notepad paper. Uh, I mean, he's just not... He's one of the dumbest men alive. He got caught screwing a spy from the Communist Party of China and had to be told to stop by his own party. He's not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Okay? I don't think he could even locate one. So it's really hard for me to believe that he even has a kid in the first place. And that to sit here and face, I hate when parents do that. I hate when politicians are like, my kid, no one gives a crap what your kid thinks. Sorry. Nobody cares. They don't. Nobody cares. They don't, they don't care. And here's another fun fact. New York, I don't know if you guys, I, we had it as a headline. I remember when this happened back in 2017. But you realize that New York raised the age of criminal culpability, or lowered the age of criminal culpability, rather. This is a big controversial thing uh, that took place. They had said that they were going to roll back, uh, Democrats said that they were going to stand against any kind of rollback of criminal justice charges. And what they did, and they're, they're actually apparently going to have a showdown over this, it was over the raise the age statute. So what ended up happening is that they had actually, uh, they, they, altered the age of criminal culpability so that this dude this murderer who uh, had originally when he was 17 when he threatened to shoot up his school that's a felony in the state of new york but because they changed the age uh they couldn't charge him as a they couldn't charge him with a felony so he went on to be able to purchase a firearm so democrats did that i mean if you guys want to sit here and throw down over politics y'all gonna walk away with some sore butts because it's not gonna happen democrats did that democrats were the ones who altered the age of criminal culpability and they the raised the age short that the raised the age statute uh despite all of the objections from a pretty wide berth of people i mean everybody from democrats to republicans were all opposed to this because it is as stupid as you as you think it is and activists they they the reason that I, I honestly think that some people, well, and I'm going to just quote from some of the articles where they were quoting the activists. Activists were saying that the minority males were being disproportionately overpenalized. But the problem is, is that it's getting more minorities killed than it is saving anybody. But we can't talk about that because we have to talk about banning things that are already banned. You know what else is already banned in New York in addition to quote unquote assault weapons, which has been banned since the New York, since the New York Safe Act? Uh, also murder. Murder's banned there. Did you know? It's pretty fascinating how murders banned in New York. So I'm I, I mean, with all of this, it's going to it's a little difficult for them to talk about um, the what law the, the laws that they want to increase or the laws that they want to expand or add more of because you already have all this stuff. Now, one of the other things, the Laguna Woods, did you guys hear about the, the latest update with the Laguna Woods uh, ma- uh, massacre that took place? 
This is a horrible story. I mean, both of these stories are horrible. Don't get me wrong. But there's only one that the media is talking about. Joe Biden doesn't apparently care about anybody in Laguna Woods because it was a Taiwanese congregation. And it was apparently a Chinese, a a disgruntled Chinese national who hated Taiwan and had, you know, because China and Taiwan and decided to go and shoot the place up. So they had a presser about that the other day. And that's ultimately what that's what law enforcement said. They said, yeah, this guy was pretty disgruntled and he, you know, he was a you know, Chinese national and he goes out there and he wanted to, and he shot the place up. That's ultimately what happened uh, because of his politics. Do you think Joe Biden's going to Ted Lieu, who is that's his district. And and from what I understand, I, I believe that he's of Taiwanese descent. He didn't even really say anything about it. You know, but these dudes with their Chinese spies, you know what I'm saying? So. I don't think uh, we're going to I don't think we're going to have we're going to really hear anything, uh, anything else about Laguna Woods, which is sad because I mean, that's I mean, there's some the the horrific uh, what happened. And then Dr. John Chang, he's in Orange County. He's the guy who tackled the dude. He the, the he tackled the guy who was wielding the firearm and ended up losing his life in the process. But he saved so many people. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Now, California, also a state where they've, quote unquote, uh, they've banned, quote unquote, assault weapons and they have the magazine restrictions and they also have uh, extreme uh, or uh, protection orders and they have red flag laws. The same exact thing as New York. In fact, California had it sooner. And it's crazy because they have all the all of these things. And yet crime has only increased, which indicates that the issue isn't with the firearm. It's with the people in the restorative justice that allows these people to keep getting released over and over and over and over again. It's just, you know, every every year we have these conversations multiple times a year and you have the same cast of losers that go out there and they're like, we got to ban all things that are already banned or we've got to make it to where the innocent are more helpless so more of them can get murdered. I mean, really, ultimately, that's what it is. Let's be honest about it. I love the the answers to like the Swalwell thing. But what one of my one of my friends tweeted, Congressman Swalwell, my imaginary three year old just asked, Fake Daddy, how's a guy who's banged a Chinese spy while sitting on the HPSI SCI and CIA subcommittee not in federal prison for life? Will that bad man help Z control the world's semiconductor market? I'm literally shaking out in <laughs> Oh man. I tell you what. I tell you what. There you go. So yeah, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna get in we're gonna get into more of this. Also, uh, the replacement theory we're gonna talk about this because the media first off the whole thing with I can't even believe we're talking this is like a real thing that we're actually entertaining uh, the incorrect usage of replacement theory the great replacement theory whatever it's called I'm not a racist Democrat so I don't know what the hell this stuff is I don't know but apparently. Um, the media believes that Republicans and conservatives are absolutely obsessed about Jewish elites importing in immigrants to displace white people because that's what the replacement theory is. That's what it is. Uh, but and that hopefully people are smart enough. And we all know that's a lie uh, that demanding orderly legal entry into the United States is not even remotely the same as replacement theory, not even remote, not even the same at all. And here's what gets me. The left constantly cites the growth of minority demographics as some sort of comical political threat, but it's the right that re- that promotes replacement theory somehow. You hear that from the left all the time. Oh, the United States is going to be uh, white people minority. Who nobody cares. 
I mean, may, I mean, I'm sure maybe there's a couple of people who do, but see, that's the thing. If you view, if you are a progressive and you view everything through the lens of racial identity, then maybe that's something that you care about. And we all know that that's how the left is. I mean, I think that whenever they talk about like the supremacist, white supremacist or whatever, the violent, you know, like the skinheads and all that stuff. Um, I think that ever, they're all progressive because that's a progressive tactic. I mean, that's literally a Marxist theory to view everything through the lens of race. It's exactly what it is. So I don't I don't subscribe to that i don't know anybody who actually does except for people in movies you know that's it or the people that they make up or joy reed or people like that you know those are the only people who do here's the funny thing texas and a number of other states that are mostly republican uh texas is already a minority majority state and we're doing just fine it's gop dominated actually i don't know if people realize this so minority majority and republican dominated and the majority of people who are in Border Patrol are themselves minorities. So the people on the left who think that somehow skin color determines the outcomes, political outcomes, these people are the racist because they're judging character and political motive by skin color. I love how these people just show themselves for who they really are when they do believe them. So a couple of other things we're keeping an eye on, that New York uh, State Rifle and Pistol Association case, because that could be one of the opinions that could be coming out from uh, Supreme Court here soon. And we're going to go over that because the New York case or the Buffalo uh, shooting that took place, this really, really uh, dovetails into this. And, and we'll talk about the relationship here. We also have the latest with tech because it looks like Twitter may have to drive down their price as uh, Elon Musk is like, yeah, how many of your people are bots? Because, you know, you're selling me this thing. Uh, with the on the predicated upon you know x amount of people are real and x amount are bots and it looks like you fudged your numbers so he that's why he put everything on pause so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that we're gonna get into the latest with uh good job brandon because now guess what strategic petroleum reserve has dropped to the lowest level since 1987 and biden is going all in to forfeit florida for democrats wait until you hear about this stupid move have you heard of American Wagyu? No. Well, I'm here to tell you it is some of the most sought after beef in the world and I can get you two free pounds. So our new friends at Good Ranchers are giving you two pounds of their American Wagyu burgers for free with my code Dana. So not only does Good Ranchers sell 100% American meat that is steakhouse quality, it is one of the best burgers on the market. And you'll find boxes like the Ranchers Classic, their best-selling combo of beef and chicken, or the new Prepper Kit. And and with meat prices soaring, Good Ranchers will help you stock up. Have food security and save $25 on every box for life just with your subscription. So as long as you're subscribed, your price is not going to change. Two pounds of free Wagyu burgers and zero inflation. Yeah, this offer is not going to last long. So visit GoodRanchers.com Dana to get a box of amazing American meat and get two pounds of free American Wagyu burgers plus free shipping. That's GoodRanchers.com Dana. GoodRanchers.com Dana. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right, so uh, formula may or may not be back on the menu somehow, kind of. So the Abbott plant, nobody knows what the hell's going on with it. The administration doesn't know what's going on with it. But now the, the administration did announce steps to ease the shortage of baby formula. They're looking into trying to reopen it. And they also said that they're going to also take a look at imports. Can we do more than take a look at stuff? 
I mean, stop telling parents what they can and can't order from other countries, especially when you're just a desiccated, mentally addled old man who can't even remember his wife is standing next to him half the time. I'm just done with this. Like, this is, this, there's no point for this happening. They said it's a six-week inspection. The FDA went in. They had a six-week inspection. They had a whole list of problems, blah, blah. Okay, fix the problems. This doesn't take six weeks. It takes six. You know who we need? We need John Taffer to go in there. Get John Taffer of Bar Rescue to get up in there. He'll have this thing turn around in a day. Recruit him now. Also, Sweden has signed NATO's request. Finland formerly uh, formerly endorses uh, the move. They're pushing ahead with NATO. Turkey, Erdogan down there, has objected. Uh, they insisted, Turkey insisted, they're not going to let the Nordic countries into the alliance, and the whole thing is over the Kurds. So there, Turkey's upset, Erdogan's upset, because Sweden and Finland um, have always supported Kurdish militants. They've supported the Kurdish people in the past. Uh, and as you know, the Kurds in Turkey, they fight constantly. Uh, Turkey had, does not want any support for the Kurds. And this is what's going to be the this is what's going to be the thing. Uh, the president of Turkey, Tayyip Erdogan, had some very strongly worded objections, and their representative has has been making their case. So we'll see. Uh, but good heavens, uh, great waste of tax dollars. White House is making the third round of free coronavirus tests made in China. Do you want your made in China coronavirus tests made by the very competent Communist Party of China? Uh, you too can also get your shoddily crafted uh, CCP manufactured COVID tests imported fresh from China right to your doorstep, uh, paid for by your tax dollars. They, I love how they go, you can order a round of free at home tests. That's what they said. Free at home tests paid for by our tax dollars, you morons. We got a lot more coming up, including strategic petroleum reserves, Buffalo when the left's race politics, clownery. Wait to hear about this. And uh, fat chicks, stick with us. There's nothing like seeing your yard come to life in the spring. There's just one catch. Uh, you need plants first. And we all know what a hassle that can be. Now FastGrowingTrees.com has you covered. FastGrowingTrees.com is the world's largest online nursery with expertise, care, and selection that you won't find anywhere else. Whether you're looking for that one perfect plant or ready to design your whole landscape, FastGrowingTrees.com has the expertise to make it easy. One of the highlights is there's no waiting in lines or messy cars from hauling your plants all over town. They make it so easy. You can order online or just by phone and your plants are shipped right to your door in one to two days. Their growing and care advice is available 24-7 and another personal favorite is their 30-day alive and thrive guarantee so you can trust everything is going to be healthy for years to come. FastGrowingTrees.com is my first stop for spring planting so visit FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana right now and you'll get 15% off your entire order. Get 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com slash Dana. Grow your dream yard with fastgrowingtrees.com slash Dana. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. The racist purported manifesto is based on the really repugnant white supremacist idea that people of color are replacing white people in the United States. And as you know, this isn't just a fringe theory on the corner of the Internet. It's being pushed by right-wing media personalities and some political figures. What do you say to them? And do they share any responsibility in this attack? So this is Dana Bash's question to Nancy Pelosi yesterday on CNN. Welcome back to the show. It's good to be with you. And it's a garbage question. Of course it is. Because the only people pushing this stuff are the left. These are the only people who are consistently pushing this stuff. It's people on the left. And it's just, it's mind-boggling 
to hear this asked as a, as a legit question. It begs the question because it assumes that this is actually happening. But this, this is all... I, I, we talk all the time about how the media really, really helps out with the administration, especially since they've said the greatest uh, terror threat is... Uh, domestic terror threat is uh, white supremacy. And I'm I like I'm trying to think. I, I, I mean. This they make it sound like this is happening every single day. But when you and I don't I hate even bringing this up, but I'm going to do it just for the sake of statistics. I hate bringing it up because I feel like it feeds into the left's fetish with race. They see everything through race because it, you, they have to have grievance to be successful. They are not a party about prosperity. This is not an ideology that's about prosperity. It is not an ideology that supports self-governance and contentment. They need chaos and rage and division in order to be successful. Because that's when they can exploit division and flex their power and grow their power that's what it's all about that's that's why people like me are very uh it we're all about individual liberty and conserving individual liberty because I, I don't like giving government a foothold like this and i don't like giving these grievance mongers this kind of power either now with this you had like i said i hate bringing this up but we've had like what in the past couple of months there were two attacks that were taken out by a black nationalist BLM supporters. A guy drove an SUV through a parade of people and killed a bunch of people, including little kids and old women. Then you had a guy who shot up a subway. Same thing. Then you had the Chinese national who shot up a, a Taiwanese congregation. He's mad about politics. And the left only wants to focus on Buffalo. Hmm. You know, there's something to be said for the left constantly flaming like race wars. That's what they do. Man, it's almost like Manson controls programming over at CNN, isn't it? Constantly inflamed, constantly pushing race wars. Constantly pushing racial division. I got to tell you, when I was younger, I, and I was in high school, I don't, I don't, we, I didn't see anything like this. We thought people who pushed this kind of garbage were, were nutty. But now it's, well, yeah, there's division. And if you don't believe there's, there's the, uh, in racial animosity, you're part of the problem. That's what they're telling you now. So you had these, you had those two instances, black nationalists. You had a Taiwanese national and you had this white 18-year-old. And this is, and he was known, by the way, to law enforcement. Known to law enforcement. Remember, the New York Times reported Mayorkas saying and let's, that the, the biggest domestic terror threat is white supremacist. Homeland Security affirms the threat of white supremacy after years of prodding. New York Times has a ton of stories under this. Tons of stories. And if you disagree with it, then they call you a racist too. <sighs> There's a problem with this narrative and that it, the facts don't hold out. And I could sit here and get into, you know, the reports that came in 
um, with white supremacist extremists, the report that was pushed that was published by uh, Department of Homeland Security, except they didn't rely upon any news articles or academic papers. They just like wrote this like opinion piece and used it as a study. There was like nothing that they used to substantiate it. It was really weird. I mean, it was propaganda. But I think it's interesting that out of all of these things that have happened, the numbers don't support this focus on white supremacy as being like the biggest domestic terror thing. And this whole push of replacement theory is nuts. And this is from the left. The left is out there constantly saying that, oh, look, minorities are going to be taking over and turning everything into, de- into Democrat, Democrat control. I, how many times do you hear this a day? You hear it a lot. You hear it a lot from CNN. You hear it a lot from MSNBC, from ABC, from NBC, from CBS. You hear it from, you know, all of these people all the time. They're obsessed with it. They are, which I don't, if you want to talk about who's promoting a replacement theory, it's them. People who are conservatives don't care about this stuff. We don't view everything through a racial lens. Like I said, Texas is already a minority majority state. Texas has no problems. Not like that. We don't have a problem with being minority majority state. I'd have a problem if we were a Democrat state. But we don't have a problem with being a minority majority state. And ultimately, that's what they really that's I mean, think about who's pushing this stuff. Think about all the people on CNN and MSNBC. They're all white socialists. These are people. It's incredibly racist to think that because you have a more of a prevalence of brown skin, that that's going to dictate political outcomes. Is that not a racial assumption to assume that people who are of a certain skin color or ethnicity, etc., that they're going to vote a certain way? And wouldn't that make you the racist and not everyone else who says you're nuts for promoting this? This is this is them who are doing it. And they're st- and they're and still doing it. They're obsessed. Absolutely obsessed. And this uh, situation, I just, you have the Taiwanese congregation. You have a supermarket in a predominantly black neighborhood. And then prior to this, you had two attacks against white people from black nationalists. All of these should be roundly condemned, regardless of the race or beliefs of the person carrying out the crime all should be roundly condemned but yet biden's going and making a big deal about going to buffalo for one he could barely bring himself to say anything about waukesha he hasn't said anything about laguna woods he really could barely bring himself to say anything about the subway shooter so It's incredibly telling, and they're showing you their cards here. Does it, I guess what, it's not as, there isn't as much concern about what happened to the Taiwanese community that was in Laguna Woods? The parade? The subway passengers? This, see, he has to do this so that he can give further theater and television time to the narrative that he and his DOJ and DHS have established. They have no other way to convince minority voters to support them other than to say, these people are going to, they're going to kill you. Which is incredibly ironic given his background. And I'm going to tell you something. I wrote a whole book about it. I have zero respect and do not believe in any courtesy 
for people who falsely accuse you of a moral failing. Because that's what this is. It is a moral failing. We've talked about this before. This is something that Democrats cannot recognize. When you're practicing the, this, this act of judging everything through a racial lens, you're determining who is better than whom based on something that they cannot control. Which is antithetical, by the way, to the Christian faith, which views everybody as equal in the kingdom. It is graceless and evil. And to falsely accuse, good people don't want to be called racist. Good people don't even want to be associated with anybody that has such a moral failing. But And to accuse someone of that is disgusting and beneath contempt. And here we have people doing it on television. You had uh, a reporter that asked Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday, and I don't even know where they get this. They just make this stuff up. She's like, oh, well, you know, two out of three, whatever, replacement theory. That doesn't even make any sense. Listen to this. Audio sound by two. This is a question that an actual reporter asked the White House press secretary yesterday, her per- first press avail. In that vein, there's polling that shows one in three Americans believe in some element of replacement theory. You just spoke in very broad brushstrokes there. Are there specifics that this White House is willing to do, willing to take in order to stop this form of thinking from further seeping out of the fringe and into the mainstream? So, you know, we're going to continue to call this out. Um, so, as wait a minute. This, uh, this reporter about. asks this question. Based on what? Because I went and looked for this poll last night. I couldn't find any such survey. And honestly, do you honestly think that if a such, such a survey was conducted, somebody's going to be like, well, hello, do you? Yes, I'm just a random person calling. Can you tell us if you're racist? Can you tell us if you support the great replacement theory? Do you honestly believe that someone is going to answer to that? Mike, people couldn't even, wouldn't even tell you who they were voting for during surveys in the last two elections. You honestly think that they're going to tell you something like this? This is so dumb. But they, this reporter, and this is a person who establishes narratives. They establish narrative that they hope one day will become history. And they ask based on this. Now, the White House press spokesperson, if she wasn't such a hyperpartisan, if really we didn't even have this problem, she would have said, wait a minute, what are you basing this on? Even if I would have gotten this question, if I would have, if, even if I was her, let's like reverse all the tables. And this was a conservative asking about a progressive. I would have said, wait, hold up. What are you basing this on? What do you mean surveys? Give me a survey. Because it's stupid and it degrades conversation and it makes us all dumber. Like we should at least also be concerned with not setting our species back, you know, a couple of leaps. Because we have stupid reporters asking stupid questions and we lower our intelligence by going along with it. Now she should have said, what are you basing this on? What is this from? Instead of entertaining it as a serious question. You want to hear the dumbest headline of the week? I have it for you. Here it is. Oh my gosh. It's from Deadspin, which is a garbage. It's only good for like, you know, it's like digital toilet paper. Work that out in your mind. It says, white fans were entertained by black athletes a day after a racist killed black people in Buffalo. This is what white supremacy looks like. And it shows the uh, NBA, shows a court. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That's legit what they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No joke. 
Yeah. Someone said, you mean like poor white and black people transferred wealth to rich black athletes a day after left-wing racists killed black people in Buffalo? That's what white supremacy looks like? Yeah. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. So dumb. Jeez. This is, but that's the media. That's Deadspin. Good heavens. Now, uh, here coming up, we have more of the first presser for Jean-Pierre's nuts, but it gives you some insight into the Biden administration. And additionally, I got two, this is, it's like almost like, I feel like the left is trying to hurt their chances in Florida. So you, and elsewhere. So the Democrats, this was, a, the, and this is the DNC, they finally decided to create they, uh, this outreach program targeting Latino voters, except they chose to name it after a slogan popularized by Fidel Castro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's more. Oh, man, there's so much more. We got that for you, too, because it's almost like they're trying to just really they're expanding flights to Cuba and trying to I know restore relations with the Cuban go oh man I know there's a lot so we're going to talk about this as you age the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine so introducing a new way to start your day super beats heart chews they're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you no more afternoon coffees energy drinks or candy for a quick pick-me-up add two delicious plant-based super beats heart chews to your morning routine and promote heart healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash because super beats heart chews unique clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com. danasbeats.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Said another way, the number of real, unique humans uh, that you see making comments on a daily basis on Twitter um, is above 95%. That is what they're claiming. Does anyone have that experience? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love that. really? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, like, there's a bridge I, I'd like to sell you, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know. <laughs> and and so, also, you can buy the Brooklyn Bridge. <laughs> I, I, that's the whole question. Elon Musk was asking, okay, so how many of Twitter's, like, they're, how many of them are? actual real people and how many are bots and they apparently don't have an idea at all so that's what they're that's what this is all on hold about welcome back to the show dana lash here i gotta ask you this question so every so uh, sports illustrated they have their swimsuit issue oh we're doing it now i think this lady is pretty but she's overweight like she's overweight some dudes may like that i don't think it's healthy it doesn't look healthy. She does not look healthy. Throw it up there. That's it. If you're watching the radio show, I don't know who this chick is, 
but it's this chick and she's in like a monokini kind of thing. And she's she's a big girl. Pretty. I mean, her makeup's really good. Uh, but apparently, like some people are questioning her health because they're like, dude, she's obese. And, you know, all the woke skulls are like, how dare you? How dare you? And then when I was out in my town square, I saw a Victoria's Secrets ad. I love how the trash cans just, that was unintentional. And it's a heftier chick in a bra and panties. Now look, there's curvy and then there's morbidly obese. There's a difference. And I don't know why it's considered insulting to want people to be healthy. And this chick's pretty too. It's just that she is not a healthy weight. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody that. You know, like if I see you have a giant, you know, something growing off your face, I'm going to be like, hey, what's that on your, maybe you should get that looked at, right? Because you care. I don't, but I'm just saying that's not healthy. We'll talk more about this coming up. We got a lot more in store. Stick with us. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Is an important part of that as well. But how does raising taxes on corporations lower the cost of gas, the cost of a used car, the cost of food for everyday Americans? So look, I think we encourage those who have done very well right, especially those who care about climate change uh, to support a fair tax code that doesn't change, that doesn't charge manufacturers, workers, cops, builders, a higher percentage of their earnings, that the most fortunate people in our nation and not let that stand in the way of reducing energy costs and fighting this existential problem, if you think about that as an example. If I hear somebody say, pay your fair share, one more ever loving time oh my gosh kane oh my gosh welcome back to the show dana lasher with you your lovable curmudgeon your living daria danalash.com go and subscribe to my newsletter over at chapter and verse over at substack call chapter and verse okay so i just i want to touch on some of the economic stuff then i got more i got more wokery because y'all know you love it uh it's not going good Uh, not going real well and i love that this is what they're actually thinking about focusing on out of all the things to focus on did you see this u.s strategic petroleum reserve level lowest since 87 hey kane i wonder what caused that do you think it was uh lgb let's go brandon who contributed to this remember instead of actually unleashing our domestic production which we could totally do and our extraction extraction methods are so incredibly clean i mean this is not even a discussion we just have the cleanest best way of extracting lng liquid liquefied natural gas 
and and oil. I mean, I could sit here and talk about this over and over again. We do it good, man. We have the best ways. You know why? Because we want to make sure that the earth makes more of it. So we're good stewards. That's what conservation is. Environmentalism is a cult. Conservation is actually about conserving the planet's resources. So the crude in our SPR is down by 5 million barrels. Our stockpiles fell to 538 million, lowest since 87. Boy, I sure hope there's no alien war. Like a big old alien spacecraft comes out and blows us all to hell. We're having those UFO hearings right now. Okay, so here's my question. Now, you guys know that I am normally a very rational person. I pride myself on my rationality. I do. I pride myself on my logic. But whenever Kane is around with his tinfoil hattery, he's got me thinking about them aliens. Now, I'm just saying there's two ways of looking at this because I am fascinated by the fact that they're now talking about this whole thing. They've, you've had all these people who have been saying, we see stuff in the skies. There's some creepy stuff happening. We, there's some discs up there. They're not supposed to fly like that. That's weird. We see all this stuff. And, and by we, I mean like our actual military members. Have you heard this story? There's been so many sightings. And I do think it's interesting that they're always by these nuclear-powered battleships. You know what I mean? So maybe nukes have something to do with it. But now they're having hearings. Today. For the first time in, what, 60 years? So here's my question. Are they talking about this because they know something we don't? Maybe there's like a cloaked Klingon vessel somewhere just right outside, you know, our viewing ability from our orbit. Is there a threat or is it a, do they desperately need a distraction? Although not enough people are paying attention to this, I think. And this, I started thinking about this because of this strategic petroleum reserve story. So, you know, I'm just saying, if a giant hostile alien battleship were to come in and say, you know, hello, Earthlings, <laughs> you know, we're going to blow you up, we would need our energy sources, right? We'd need it. I'm just saying. Or if they started like a little invasion, a la signs, just saying, might be something we need, right? I just, I don't know, I'm throwing stuff out there. For whatever reason, that's the story, the SPR thing. That's the one that weirded me out. And I have other people out there. I've seen other pundits saying it's not actually that big of a deal. But it does seem kind of a big deal to me. Because I like to prepare for things and I borderline on hoarder in terms of being prepared for things. That is why when, because I've always been a germaphobe. So it's why when, you know, the lockdown came, they're like, you have to have PPE. And I thought to myself, I don't actually have to go out and get any of this stuff. Because I have all of these things. And then it was weird. There was a weird moment in the beginning of the lockdown. I went into my, my pantry and I looked at the back of it. And that's where I got all my stuff. And all my family made so much fun of me for so many years because they had all this stuff. Then who was the smart person? Like, albeit for a short period. But who was like, you know, everyone's like, ah, that Dana, she knows something. She knows what's up. I still won't let it go, though. Uh, but anyway, my whole point is it could be a major distraction. I, it seems like it might be. The economy's not good. We're blowing through our SPR. The whole first presser that they had for the new, the new girl was nuts. I will say that Corinne Jean-Pierre seems friendlier than Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki is like the person who is there because she is compelled to by her boss. She doesn't want anything to do with you people. Corinne Jean-Pierre looks like she's excited to be there, but also she's terrified because she knows that she has nothing for you people. 
she came out she was like i'm the first black gay by whatever what the, nobody cares can you imagine starting a press conference off that way she came out and said that she's like i'm the first alphabet what did i don't even know what she said i don't care nobody cares like what what that's great you're the first gay whatever can you talk about inflation anyway <laughs> can you can you talk about the the formula the baby formula I'm going to share this story with you. This is kind of funny and not funny, really. But so apparently the U.S. is going to remove a thousand dollar per quarter cap on uh, remittances to Cubans while working to ensure that it doesn't reach those who perpetuate human rights abuses. Uh, Additionally, they're expanding flights to Cuba, the administration, expanding consular services on the island and relaunching the family unification program. Dude. Now, that's kind of, it's like, do Democrats want to give up Florida? It seems like it, because already people are speaking out, Cubans in Florida are apparently speaking out against this already. And then you have this story from the Free Beacon. Democrats named a Latino outreach program after a communist slogan popularized by Fidel Castro. So did they, but they did, here's Kane, here's a little handoff. They did stop saying Latinx. Oh, good. I actually, I actually don't know how you would say Latin. Is it Latinx or Latinx? Lat- Latinx. Oh, really? I think so. It's really hard for it me to say that. It doesn't matter because it's stupid. So the group that they have, it means forward or onward, adelante. And it's part of, it was a, one of the most popular rallying cries under Castro's regime. And that's what Democrats, they named their Latino voter outreach program that. Are they trying to drive Latino voters away? Genuine question. By the way, the story was sent to me by a Latino voter in Florida. <laughs> so I'm just wondering. And it was, why does why do they hate me? <laughs> so what the subject was. Um... It is interesting. They, re- not everyone love. It's what it's always like. White Democrats that love, they absolutely love Castro. Why is this? They adore Castro. And I don't know anybody, any Latino voter who does. I don't. I don't see this. But this is what Demo- This is what Democrats, I guess, are focusing on. They're gonna end up. They're gonna just screw themselves over. Now, additionally, you've had Elon Musk, who's been criticizing the economic policies of the administration. And now you have, I can't believe I'm saying this, Kane, Jeff Bezos. Uh, He's been going at it for a couple of days, though. He said, uh, because the White House had a statement and they were trying to be like, he's rich, so of course he blah, blah, blah. Bezos said, this is the White House's statement about my recent tweets. They understandably want to muddy the topic. They know inflation hurts the neediest the most, but unions aren't causing inflation and neither are wealthy people. Remember, the administration tried, he said. He, he was talking about how to, he was saying that the administration, everything that they've been doing is, which we've all understood it's just they just spend more he said that they tried to add another three and a half trillion to federal spending they failed he goes if they had succeeded inflation would be even higher than it is today and inflation today is at a 40-year high holy wow dude 
I mean, broken clocks and all, but that was a series of tweets. Yeah. Hmm. And the st- he, the White House said, "Oh well, it's it's not surprising that this tweet comes after the president met with labor organizers." Wow. And then here's Biden. Here's his tweet. You want to make you want to bring down inflation? Let's make sure the wealthiest corporations pay their fair share. Yeah, it's the wealthy corporations that are driving inflation. You desiccated old pawpaw. Good grief. It's the it's not your economic policies. It's not your federal spending. No, it couldn't be that. Kane, how much do you think this latest round of uh, made in China uh, coronavirus tests are costing us? You have to go and request these. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt if it's billions because we're also providing tests for other countries as well. So it's not just for us. Hmm. Yeah. I'm, Bezos tweeted, the newly created disinformation board should review this tweet, or maybe they need to form a new non-sequitur board instead. Raising corporate taxes is fine to discuss. Taming inflation is critical to discuss. To discuss. Mushing them together is misdirection. Ooh. Ooh. Can't even believe I'm reading this. I mean, I can, but I'm, you know, I'm still surprised pleasantly. I don't know. Are we at a turning point? I don't know. Maybe we are. But but Biden tweeting stuff like that as though it's the corporation's responsibility. Corporations were not the that that's not. This has been going towards a 40 year high since he was inaugurated. And everything that he has done since his inauguration is just designed to prolong the problem. You're talking about spending spending more dollars during an inflationary uh, psych, a, a season during an era of stagflation <sighs> pretty amazing telling you what so this is what we have coming up for you we got headlines on the way we're also going to discuss uh what is law enforcement doing the new york safe act failed the fbi failed again i guess they were too busy looking at parents who were speaking up at school board meetings i got some uh we got a whole bunch of stuff in addition, my friend Tim Kennedy, a fighter for UFC, he's a ranger, a special forces op, and he's got a new book out, Scars and Stripes. For the first time ever, he's going to join us in studio. He's, he's coming to my, uh, well, no, I can't say that. There's not really a female version of a man cave, is there, that you can actually talk about. He's going to be in studio. Let's just say it like that. He'll be in studio. So we got, we got that and more coming up for you. Caltech Innovation is back to back. You've heard me talk about Caltech's P50 pistol. Now here comes the new 9mm P15 carry pistol. Quality engineered, the 9mm P15 carry pistol is the lightest, thinnest of its kind in Caltech's first striker fire handgun. And as another first, the P15s feature a totally unique patent pending 15 round extended magazine. Now other features include ambidextrous grip, safety, reversible mag release, and the hybrid fiber optic night sights with fully adjustable rear. That all comes standard. It's from Keltec, inventors of subcompact polymer and now metal handguns. The P15's gator grip texture on the polymer version increases stability and makes for easy accurate handling, while the all metal version offers comfortable but positive traction and a really beautiful wood grip panel. The P15 is the dependable firepower you need to secure your world. See the new 9mm P15 first up close and personal at keltechweapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C weapons.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Keltech. 
So the Senate is advancing that $40 billion Ukrainian aid package. It could pass tomorrow. It passed the House relatively easily last week uh, because obviously Democrat dominated. It stalled in the upper chamber thanks to Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. And there were a number of senators that uh, voted were voting against this. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But it looks like Wednesday it could pass the Senate. Uh, the Air Force claims that it successfully tested a hypersonic weapon via the Hill. The Air Force announced Monday that it successfully tested this over the weekend. They said in a statement that the B-52H Stratofortress bomber uh, released an AGM-183A air launch rapid response weapon off the southern coast of California on Saturday. After the weapon separated from the aircraft, its booster ignited and burned for duration, according to the statement, and achieved hypersonic speeds five times the speed of sound. And of course, this comes as the U.S. races to develop hypersonic weapons, which can travel faster than the speed of sound to counter that of Russia and China. Jack Nicholas turned down a $100 million payday from the Saudis. The 82-year-old, 18-time major winner revealed the lucrative offer in remarks that were published on his on uh, the Fire Pit Collective website on Monday. The series is being fronted by Greg Norman, and it tees off at an event outside of London next month. Nicholas said, out of loyalty to the PGA, he said, I turned it down. Once verbally, once in writing, he said, I'm staying with the PGA. I thought he was going to say, like, you know, also because, you know, I'm taking a stand against, you know, Saudi oil, but whatever. You know, we can all pretend. Lori Lightfoot abandoned that racist interview policy after a lawsuit via the Daily Caller. Remember hearing about this? Uh, because this, it, it, there was a reporter that got a legal victory against her. They just, they agreed to drop their policy of racial discrimination against journalists. Remember, she had said that she was going to block any journalist not of color from actually being able to go to her press avails. So she was sued, and there was a victory against her for that. So pretty, pretty good. Uh, also. A study that I think is absolute garbage says that three's a crowd having too many kids actually leads to weaker brain function. I think that that's written by lizard people designed to make you not actually populate the earth. Tim Kennedy in studio next. Almost every day we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke, tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights in the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service, plus you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and they're 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT today. Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show. Welcome back to the program, DanaLash.com. Go and subscribe to that newsletter over at Substack. And of course, you can watch the simulcast of the nationally nationally syndicated radio show. Coast to coast, you can watch it on the first. YouTube, it's up at Facebook, it's everywhere. So for the first time, one of the things that we did is a good friend of mine was in town. He's going to be speaking. And he's like, hey, 
let's I'd like to come in studio. Let's work this. So I've never had anybody because you guys know I broadcast out of my house. Tim Kennedy's like now he's like one of the only people that knows where I live. He's in studio with me now. You guys know him, UFC fighter, Ranger, Special Forces. He's been everywhere and he's got a new book out, Scars and Stripes, that is coming out June seventh. June seventh. I was like, I know it's big it's like the first week of June. So June seventh pre-order it and i would highly suggest that when you do go pre-order it do it from like books a million or barnes and noble or the publisher because they do your like bestseller list they won't count like costco walmart or amazon no. especially because you're dirty dirty conservative yeah, especially for that reason. welcome welcome to the yeah. studio thank you so much for having me i of love course. your studio this is gorgeous thank you i mean yeah. it does the job it yeah. does the job i feel so at home i'm like about 18 inches from a, a wall of of weapons and this yeah. brings me joy oh i know see yeah. and you blend in so well we could because uh, you're in camo so we can yeah. only see like the top of your head you can yeah. only see that just a floating blue head yeah yeah what did you expect when you walked in here what did you think you were gonna I assume a proper studio, and, and it looks fantastic. It's gorgeous. I mean, I, he I, called us a proper studio. It feels Kate. like it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I need a monocle and a bow tie. You know. Yeah, there Just you go. Be a real talking head, a so, floating talking head. And you're in Dallas because you got you're speaking. Yep. Later today, you got an event coming up. Mm-hmm. So you're in da- You're only in Dallas for a short time now. Yeah, I'll you, fly home, or I'll drive home tonight. And you were telling me because you're in and around the Austin area that you were flipping some seats in Austin. No, we wanted to. Oh, you wanted to. Did not happen. But it came close though, right? No. No, not even close. Nope. You got to seed that ground. Well, yep. you tried though. That's the good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. I mean, it was three three friends, three veteran friends that were running for office, and 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 I cared more about like you know veterans veterans being in in office, and right. they uh, they they got stomped. Oh, but I love that they stood up though, and that they tried. They did. They what did. what is it with like progressives all moving down to where you are? <sighs> they. When you make a place that you live so unlivable, then you have to move. Like a virus will destroy the host, but that host, um, once it starts dying, it has to move on to something else. So like the, that parasitical approach to, I mean, it, socialism and communism destroys everything that it yeah. goes to. Yeah. And uh, People it, realize it too late, sadly. Too late. Have you thought about putting up like signs directing everybody up to like Oklahoma? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. that'd be amazing <laughs> they come into austin no they all go to austin though all so of them do i want i want to talk about your book but i have okay. one question this is gonna be a weird okay. a weird topic but but i'm fascinated by it ufo hearings yeah it's the first time in like 60 years so i'm of two minds about this okay so you know a lot of, you know a lot of things that a lot of people don't know because of what you do yeah and that's all i'm gonna say so I'm looking at it like this. Either there's a big, like, cloaked Klingon spacecraft somewhere out just out of the ranges of Earth's orbit, and, you know, they're just, like, prepping us and getting us ready, or it's just a distraction from the fact that we can't get baby formula. Gas is ridiculous. <laughs> it's hyperinflation. And the fact that it's that people are so desperate they have to go to UFOs. Yeah. Can it not be both? I mean, it can be. Yeah, because, like, there's be definitely no baby formula yeah, on, on anything. Some. Yeah, and uh, but we we have some wild aircrafts that are, you know within Department of Defense and foreign governments that are using a UFO is just unidentified foreign object yeah. flying through the air, right? So that could be anything that we don't know what it is. Um, and uh, have just, you ever seen anything? I, I've seen wild things. <gasps> yeah, in, really. Yeah, I mean, even like whoa, Southwest Texas what? near Bar- uh, Big Bend and Marathon, like you'll be out there and the, and there's. Sh- tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of acres of training area down there that are for the government, you know, and like something will go flying by. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. I have no clue. And, 
you know, they drop bombs out there. It's, it's, it's wild. Actually, the, the, the show Mosquito Coast um, talked about that training area because a bunch of, uh, they were trying to smuggle people yeah. through that area. And uh, it's all Air Force owned demo training lanes, yeah. hundreds of thousands of acres that they use for all sorts of aircraft. Who knows what they have? You've done a lot of television. Have you ever thought about maybe this might be Tim Kennedy's next program? UFO yeah. research? Yeah. I mean, as long as something tries to capture me. If anybody can find me, the aliens, it's you. Yeah, I, I nearly found Hitler, so. I'm saying, right? You know, Hitler, that was what found him easy. Yeah. Now it's aliens. That would be wild. I'm, just, I'm totally in for it. But I love that, but to your to the thing that you said, that I, I want to make sure that didn't fly by, you're like, I've seen some wild stuff. Like government, secretive government wild stuff? Yeah, or like, I mean. That's I, alien. Uh, how do you know the difference? That's a like, great question. Like there's not I like, don't know. There's not like one of those egg-shaped things with those long eyes printed on the side of it yeah so i mean outside of it being like i am a f i am from mars how do you know yeah and i'm a cynic so i would need one of them to actually come up to me and be like no, hey, a little green real, dude I'm, on, I'm an actual alien yeah. like for real like i am totally doubting thomas like for real i'm an alien i would, I would love it but i don't know you've seen wild stuff so okay so this we've had and i, and I have like the the situation with the economy and then with the UFO hearings this, and I told everybody that today they started today first time in sixty years, uh, but they and it's the it's a house hearing. So I all one other question then we're gonna, I want to segue into Ukraine. Is there something about like you know nuclear powered battleships or something? Because one of the things that I've read consistently is that it all stuff always appears around nuclear stuff. Like whether it's like a nuclear ship or where like tests were being done or something like that. So in, in time there, the way that fleets work, when you have a, a vessel like that, they're not by themselves, right? There's lots of things, uh, satellites are over them. So you have more eyes, you have more cameras, you have more radar, you have more visibility. So it's not like something's happening around that nuclear submarine. It's just that there's more eyes and um, signal devices that can track what's happening around there. That's so, actually a really good explainer. Cause yeah. I thought maybe it's just the nuclear material. Yeah, they're just like naturally <laughs> gravitating towards the nuclear <laughs> stuff. Possibly, right. but what we do know is like wherever that is, there's satellites that are watching where mm. that thing is, right? There's tons of track of that nuclear submarine there's tons of other vessels that move around it that have radar capabilities and i mean si signal um yeah sing it that yeah. signal intelligence that you have a lot of eyes so you're able to see everything more than you would around so that kind of makes sense that there would be more yeah. reports of this yeah flying uh, fish is a yeah. little too big and they're like what was that yeah we're oh, talking to our friend tim kennedy ufc fighter television host ranger sniper unapologetically american he's got his new book scars and stripes which we're going to talk about uh you were there in afghanistan you were there in kabul Oof. you were there at the airport helping mm -hmm. to evacuate people it was an absolute mess people were left behind um yeah. and you did a lot to make sure that because i know people were taken to like a third party area and then there was a lot of vetting going on before people who are who were allies and assets to you know our soldiers helping to provide them with intelligence and also saving their lives yep. um, from that to now we're going to be apparently sending people to somalia my question is this if democrats did not think that afghanistan was worth american blood then why do they think somalia is I mean, you, you want to talk about a, a host nation that has historically and i'm talking like decades had failed policies like you look no further than Somalia and uh, you know, like clan warlords been ruling everything you know obviously Bill Clinton with uh, Black Hawk mm, Down yeah. you know like 
a bunch of heroes went in to find a bad guy mm. and ultimately because of politics were nearly left to die you know like with the most elite special operations units on the planet in there thank god it was them if it was anyone else everyone on the ground would have died two of my personal heroes shugart and gordon uh, received the medal of honor uh, during that during that uh, gunfight and some of my like i'll, I'll call them mentors from that era mm. in uh, special operations uh, that i work with often you know, like the, the Jim Smith and the Kyle Lambs, you know, like that's their generation of that battle of Mogadishu. But here, you know, here we are, obviously the, the withdrawal, I don't know if that right word, the failed removal of Americans out of Afghanistan crumbled and allowed the Taliban, you know, a vacuum to exist. So the Taliban could effortlessly just walk through every one of our military bases, you know, take our PVS 31s and, you know, our MRAPs and our helicopters. Like they just walked and took everything. And um, ultimately we end up on one Air Force base, HKIA, and uh, trying to get the remaining which is crazy because you yeah. had there was a whole other military installation two, two that was huge just ones outside of Kabul, and then you go you you go from a place that's secure, and then you take that and you go basically into urban warfare. Yeah, if, if we if we kept Bagram and Kandahar, you know, we would have we we would have been able to set our timeline. We would have had all of our military uh, flexibility, right. maneuverability, and control over like two built up AOBs. Instead, we fall back to a civilian airport. And uh, and we you know we saw how that ended with planes taking off and Afghanistan disastrous, yeah, disastrous. It was, it was horrific. So this the situation in Somalia and that just came out yesterday that headline uh, because the the threat of Islamic terrorism in the form of Al Shabaab this time it's always the same devil different name mm -hmm. Al Shabaab there there originally was a fighting force that was doing a really good job at pushing them back I mean why not just like send like you know, a couple of you know Tim Kennedy clones to train these dudes, make sure they're armed, and then they can they can keep doing what they're doing and hold their own ground. Yeah, that, that nation building, uh, you know, we we have tried to do that for 20 years in Afghanistan, right? Where yeah. you send green berets in and, and you work with like-minded, freedom-loving um, people of Afghanistan. Before we take their air support away. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and doing that in in a Somalia, like there are friends now. They'll be our enemies later. You know, mm -hmm. we trained Bin Laden. Like yeah, he was one of the men that special operations went and trained. Like if you could go around, I'm not, I really believe in what we do. I believe in, you know, the oppressed liber, liberators of the oppressed. But, but thinking that it's necessary and also supporting it are two different things. Yeah. And, and, and strategically knowing when and, and who to do that with. Yeah. You know, like we can't just like arbitrarily pick this, this uh, current warlord is in favor of us. And yeah. like that warlord wants more power. So currently it'll work out great for him because he'll be elevated, his men will be trained, and then he too, you know, absolute power corrupts yeah. you absolutely, then he will become powerful. There's, there's no reason for us to be there, is there, in Somalia? I don't know what resources that are, I, I mean. I, I don't know what interests are being threatened. We, for 20 years, we have not had a 9-11. Yeah. And a lot of people will look at Afghanistan and it be a failed uh, war campaign, but 9-11 didn't happen again, right? We kept them on their heels, we kept them moving back, and we kept them trying to fight us over there instead of planes smashed into our buildings here. Yeah. So like, you know, cost versus gain, I don't know, in an asset liability, a P&L sheet, how you're gonna measure, did we do more good than what would have happened? Right. And these are all what ifs. Exactly, do you wanna stick around for another segment? Oh, absolutely. Okay. We're gonna talk about Tim's book, Scars and Stripes, which is out June 7th, it has it right here on the advanced copy, and I'm like, is that the first week of June? It's right there. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna Talk to Kim, Tim Kennedy coming up. So stick with us. We got a quick break. 
Folks, how much control do you really have over your finances? So lately, we've seen an all-out assault on freedoms and liberties by the government. Mask mandates, vaccine mandates, vaccine passports, everybody trying to limit whether or not you can even go to a grocery store or restaurant. And we've seen how quickly the government can infringe on your personal freedoms, and they do the same with your finances. This is why I believe in diversifying with gold. Gold is physical. Gold is tangible and gold is safe from government control and gives you true control over your wealth, control that isn't tied to government-regulated financial markets. The folks at Legacy Precious Metals are the gold standard when it comes to investing in precious metals, and their team of experts can counsel you on the best options for you and your family. Take control of your financial situation and call Legacy Precious Metals at 866-580-2088 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com and download their free investor's guide. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. LegacyPMInvestments.com. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's The Dana Show. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with my friend Tim Kennedy in studio and his new book out June 7th, Scars and Stripes, which you should be going to purchase because he's going to talk about all the shenanigans and a lot more in this book. And we're going to talk about, I want to get your, we were talking about UFOs and I'm trying to get him to do a television show where he finds aliens like he did Hitler. But I got to ask you about Ukraine. Yeah. One of, I, I really feel all of the, all of these years they were propping up Vladimir Putin, like all shirtless, riding around on horses in the Siberian forest. He saved a bunch of journalists reportedly from a Puma. And then he went diving in the, black sea and he came up with treasures that were just shiny and clean they just you know just magic they really tried to make him out to be like this military strategist you know he's martial arts expert he can do he plays hockey who knew and then we saw the invasion into ukraine and their tanks were were blowing getting blowed up there was it was hysterical because there's this uh david attenborough like parody video where they say, you know, the Russian tanks go and they live out the rest of their lives in the fields of Ukraine. It was a disaster. It yeah. seems like one of the worst military special exercises I've ever seen. What are your thoughts on this? When, when you have Ukrainian farmers that are effortlessly going and capturing Russian tanks, have you, mm-hmm. if, if, you, if you want a wild... The farmers are. The fi- yeah, cool, Ukraine man. farmers. And uh, they just hook up and they tow away these, <laughs> t- these gigantic tanks. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's like... Russian farmers, 82 Russians, two. Yeah. You know, like the, the, the destruction by Russian farmers. And when you're getting your, your butt by, beat by Russian farmers or by Ukrainian farmers, maybe you need to revisit your invasion plan. Yeah. It reminds me of that uh, scene from Zack Snyder's 300 where you had the Spartans and they were meeting the Athenians. <laughs> and he and, and Leonidas was like, Spartans, what do you do? And they're like, we're warriors. <laughs> yeah. And then the other guys are like, well, we're painters. Yeah. And, you know, all this other stuff. <laughs> they're used to this like they fought they like come out of the womb throwing punches yep i mean even the the the, the tank commander winner of the biggest tank competition in russia was mobilized to be part of the invasion and he was and he died he died like this russian tank commander and the winner of the whole entire tank games in russia goes over and you know and it's really hard to discern what's truth what's yeah, fact and there's fiction. A lot of, there's, there's propaganda sh- on both sides oh for my sure. goodness and, and that propaganda i mean even on you know like on our instagrams you see these 
hundreds of bots. You know, those are Russian and Chinese bots that oh, are yeah. totally strategically targeting us. And that, uh, that, it's flattering, that is, isn't it? It kind of is, <laughs> but also infuriating. Yeah. Because I want to have conversations right. and they're, they're removing our ability exactly. to have that civil discourse. But uh, like the fact of never knowing what's fact or fiction over there, it's, it's wild. Incredibly wild. And how does this end? Because it seems like this is going to go on for quite a long time. The longer it goes, it's worse for Russia, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, anytime that you know you're moving from an invasion into a resistance phase, so unconventional warfare. You look at our initial invasion to into Iraq, right. and how like the shock and awe, and how powerful that was, right? But then a decade later, we're like still getting blown up and we're never fully settling. We go and kill Zarqawi, but then five new leaders come into his place. Then Iran starts pumping in money. Then Russia's pumping in money into Iran. Iran's punching, pushing in money into Afghanistan and Iraq. So then you're in like this never ending war. That's a proxy yeah. war with kind of other yeah, leaders. It's a mess. Talking with our friend Tim Kennedy, UFC, sniper, ranger, television host, author, Scars and Stripes. Tell me about this book because this you go into some detail here. You yeah. did some stuff as a kid. Yeah. You did some things. I did some things. There's a lot yeah. of living for sure. Yeah. As I, I like stumble out this door, busted and broken. The um, a, a, it's a, like a the lot dangerous of, book for boys grown up. Yeah. That's kind of what it's every like. Every mistake that you can make. And, and matter of fact, like I, uh, I, I said that if you could make a mistake as a young man, I made it, and uh, and I very transparently, through absolute truthfulness. Here's, here's my mistakes, and yeah. hopefully you don't make them yourself. Goes into him fighting the Taliban, UFC, and also himself. It's very, oh. very all the places you'll go. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, your biggest opponent is you. Very interesting, though. Yeah. Tim Kennedy, I appreciate you joining me in studio. Congrats on this book, Scars and Stripes. Get your pre-orders in now. And, and make sure that we run this book up to the top of some bestsellers lists. It's a really good read. I'm only like a third of the way through, admittedly. But it's a really good read. Congratulations. Thank you. So much. Absolutely. Thanks, Thanks for, for me. being here. Yep. Good luck on your speech tonight. We've got another hour on the way of The Dana Show. So make sure you stay tuned. And we'll have this interview with Tim up on all our socials as well as YouTube. Dana Lash here, back after this. The mainstream media shies away from the simple questions with hard answers that we all need to hear. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Every day on the No Chit Chat podcast, I bring you the reality of what's going on in our government and around the country with no extra fluff. In my latest episodes, I lay out the blunt facts of what's going on in the District of Columbia, the way the media is misleading the public, and plans that political parties are making. Concise, comprehensible news is what America needs and deserves. I'm here to deliver. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, there are some elected officials and media figures who are publicly espousing xenophobic, racist, and extremist views that uh, may be helping to spread uh, white nationalism. You just told my colleague here that you don't want to call out any names. Why don't you want to do that? Does that come from the president himself? No, I think because it doesn't matter who it is. What what? If, if a person espouses hatred, we need to call that out. Um, I'm not going to get into a back and forth on names and who said what. We're just saying uh, if someone does Why that, not? if there's an individual uh, that is espousing hate, xenophobia, um, you know, has... Uh, no, no, you know, no, no, has, no, no, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with this chick. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here. That was Corrine Jean-Pierre. And she was asked by... There was a CNN reporter who was asking her, hey, uh, are y'all going to be targeting these people who have wrong think? Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash, with you. 
I would have wrong think, I guess. It, look, if somebody's saying hateful stuff, why wouldn't you name it? Name them then. What do you think that they're saying that's hateful? If you think somebody is being a brat, name it. I like to know. Let that freak flag fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, let everybody know exactly. I want to know who it is, wouldn't you? Because I want to bully them. If they're being mean, you know, I kind of want to bully them. Meet that speech with more speech. Yeah. Maybe bullyish speech, but you know, I'm just saying. But this whole, well, I dislike it, so it's hate speech. That doesn't fly. That's not going to fly. They're... See, this is what the left does. Everything that they don't like is Hitler, racist, xenophobic. Because apparently, and it's bigoted to expect people to just, you know, follow our laws when entering the country. Wild, wild, wild. Now, Joe Biden, Kane, you were telling me about this last hour. Yes. Joe Biden spoke. And he, went, he and uh, Jill Biden went to Buffalo. And... He ended up making some remarks. Play for me what you what you got for the fine people. Mm -hmm. But there are certain things we can do. We can keep assault weapons off our streets. We've done it before. I did it when we passed the crime bill last time and violence went down. Shootings went down. You can't prevent people from being radicalized to violence. But we can address the relentless exploitation of the Internet to recruit and mobilize terrorism. Hmm. Here's the thing, though. The assault weapons are already, they were already banned in New York. Assault weapons are, quote-unquote, assault weapons. It's a fake, stupid phrase. Assault weapons, quote-unquote, are banned in New York. They have restrictions on magazine capacity. They have red flag laws. They have ERPO. They have all of this stuff. And when he talks about the crime bill that they passed and how, oh, yeah, we did with, uh, you know, with uh, the crime bill, we banned assault. No, you didn't. He didn't do any of that. In fact, one of the things that was discovered during the 90s is the quote unquote assault weapons ban. Oh, I got receipts. It did absolutely nothing. It was entirely ineffective. It was entirely ineffective. It, it didn't work. I've written two books where we talked about this. I've talked about it on air. I have, I mean, I, I mean, there's so much that I've, good heavens, I've talked so much about this. It didn't work, period. It didn't do anything to lower crime. It didn't do anything to lower homicides. And it did not work. There you go. In fact, the Washington Post was the one that initially, and this was the 94 ban, initially was the one that fact-checked that, and you can even believe it. So the problem is not the firearm. In fact, as it relates to Buffalo, specifically, the individual... Because New York has red flag laws, and this 18-year-old apparently had already been going through the process of, well, he had gone through the first phase of being, that would ultimately adjudicate whether or not he was mentally fit enough to 
even be able to purchase a firearm. I don't think he's crazy. I think he's just evil. I was on um, Jesse Waters last night talking to this, and there's a great point that was made. I mean, he drove for how, how many, like two and a half hours to Buffalo to go do this. He knew enough to stay on the right side of the road. He, he knew enough to, he, he staked out that supermarket. So he knew enough for all this. He, he was evil. Not all people who have mental problems are evil, and not all people have, have evil people have mental problems. Evil is a real thing. A state police spokesperson confirmed that no school official, no family member, and no law enforcement filed an extreme risk protection order. They have those. I'm not a fan of them because I believe in due process. I don't believe in penalizing someone and then making them prove that they're innocent. You're innocent until proven guilty. ERPO and red flag laws reverse that. It doesn't matter if you're a far lefty lefty. You should be against that. Because if it can be done with this, it can be done with anything. And the next thing that you know, maybe you got a drug charge. You're going to be in front of a judge having to prove your innocence instead of the court assuming your innocence until the state proves its case that you're guilty. And once that's undone, it can never be remade. No actual conservative, no actual supporter of the Constitution supports those. Period. No, I'm not the bouncer for it. I'm just telling you what the facts are. Now, there are all sorts of legal mechanisms through which someone can be adjudicated a prohibited possessor. If it's serious enough to strip a right from someone, it is serious enough to get them before a judge. That is why there is a high bar for this, so that it's not misused and abused. And the thing that gets me is that the f- now look, I see it brought up and blamed on law abiding people all the time. Whenever something like this happens, it's always blamed on law abiding gun owners. Law abiding gun owners didn't know this 18 year old. Law abiding gun owners didn't know what this 18 year old was going to do. The family didn't even have to rely upon ERPOs or red flag laws because of all of the different mechanisms that the court provides to determine whether or not someone should be stripped of a right. You had all of these laws. The problem wasn't the absence of a law. The problem was enforcement of the present laws. That is the problem. It is the presence and enforcement. The enforcement is what isn't done. So you had all this stuff. Not a single thing was done. Not a single thing. This was just like in Parkland. It's exactly what happened in Parkland. How, long, how many times was that bum, Scott Israel, notified? How many times? They did nothing. The Charleston, South Carolina murderer who walked into that church, this was a guy who technically actually was a prohibited possessor according to that state's law. In that state, when you have a felony drug charge, 
until the charges are actually uh, until you're found innocent or guilty. That's a whole other issue. You're considered a temporary prohibited possessor. It was a paperwork error that James Comey himself. Yeah, James Comey. He had to write a letter through the FBI and they posted it on their website saying that it was a paperwork error that allowed that individual to purchase a firearm. It wasn't because of an absence of a law. It's because it wasn't enforced. Wasn't properly followed. Sutherland Springs, same thing. The murderer in that case had was a prohibited possessor and it should have been reported to the National Crime Information Center, which is where Nix does its checks. It wasn't. That's how he was able to get through. Garland was the same thing. Garland, Texas, and both of those dudes uh, were already on FBI watch list. The Pulse nightclub guy was on the FBI watch list. You see a theme here? The subway guy? FBI was aware of him. The guy who drove the SUV into the parade? Law enforcement knew. He had a record. I mean, I could go on and on and on. It's not the problem law-abiding people. In fact, because defensive gun usage vastly outnumbers that and that's according to the cdc's own studies that they hid from you i have the receipts on that on my Substack. you've already have them if you're a subscriber because dgu defensive gun usage vastly outweighs criminal usage we know that good people who are armed can do the job that the fbi won't <clears throat> no they're too busy kane wants to know i can't read what he said in slack he wants to know what the redacted does the fbi do well, Kane, they're watching those pesky parents who are speaking out of town halls. Tisk tisk. I mean, from Fed boys in, in you know in these gatherings to the uh, Whitmer kidnapping, it's mm. like they seem to cause more problems than they actually you know fix. Yeah, no, they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they're too. They're very, very busy, uh, as you know, very incredibly busy, uh, making sure that they capture people at rallies. Like they all go into vineyard vines and they get the same kind of khakis and they get the same polos and they get the same. They all wear their government issued watches and they all have their buzz cuts and they all go and they say, well, hello, hello there, fellow ralliers. We also here too are the MAGA. It's fed boys. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Just saying. But um, yeah, he doesn't need to be saying this stuff. You know what I feel? I got to, I got to, there's like a, a, a couple other things here. I know we got to get, I got to get moving and may, I'll, maybe I'll drag this over. I just saw a couple, well, a couple different headlines. Also, Juan points this out too, that there's news in Chile. They're going to, re- we're like right on the heels of this. We're, they're going to replace the word woman with menstruating person. It's going to be all of their everything. So basically they're going to rewrite it. It's, oh my gosh, this is Orwell's 1984. They're replacing woman with menstruating. Mm-hmm. With menstruating person. Men. All I know is that, dudes, if you're bleeding from your private bits, please see a doctor. Okay? What? It's true, though. That means something's wrong. Maybe something's detached. Just saying. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So a federal judge orders an Indiana school to allow a biological female to use the boys' bathroom because for some reason. they It's the transgender, identi- whatever, student access, whatever, whatever. 
It's uh, it was filed in Indiana, and they told uh, local media there that they wanted to make sure that, according to whatever gender identity was selected by the student, that they wanted to use the bathroom that corresponded with it. It's a bathroom. Can't use a staff bathroom. Like, why do boys got to be made uncomfortable? Why would girls have to be made uncomfortable? Just stop. So it's like so much of this is stunt. It really is. It is stunt. A uh, let's see. A GOP senator was booed for commencement speech, and after she mentioned only two genders, it was Senator Cynthia Loomis because there are only two genders. I have a major problem with a college graduate booing science. Right? Like you've spent all that money, and you don't even know like the like kindergarten cop line. You don't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Did the Mars rover Curiosity photograph a door? Bum, bum, bum. Probably not. But there is... Saved you a click. Probably not. But the photo is really interesting. It's a greeny, now viral picture, and it shows what a regular, like a, rect- like a regular rectangle opening on the red planet's surface. It's like a rocky surface, and it looks like a portal to the unknown. Uh, but they said, it, it, or a little alien doorway could totally be a little doorway for little bit aliens. I'm just saying. Uh, but they, it was captured by May 7th on rover's mast cam while it ascended Mount Sharp. NASA hasn't received any, you know, and it hasn't issued any kind of statement. But they said that it could be just like a little niche in the rocks and shadows, and looks just like a shallow area where a wedge of rock has fallen away, and it creates this illusion. I mean, it's a pretty dang good illusion. I'm gonna say, but. Yeah, it totally looks like a little door, dude. Doesn't it? It looks like a little alien door. Little alien door right there for little aliens. Shows them aliens. Uh, also, I could talk about this forever. Uh, New York raised their COVID-19 alert level again. And they're telling everyone you should probably wear masks again. I will physically fight a fool. Physically fight you. Yeah, we'll talk more about that here coming up. Don't go anywhere. More of the show coming up right after this. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. Look, look, the the president's theory of the case when it comes to economics is probably never going to be wildly popular with billionaires for the simple reason that he is calling on them to pay their fair share. Of course, there's a a lot to what goes into fighting inflation. But the point is uh, that with the right kind of public investments, we can go after some of the things that we know are contributing to inflationary pressures, whether it's the infrastructure issues that have put a pinch on our supply chain or the uh, child care issues that have been a major labor supply constraint because they keep a lot of working parents, particularly a lot of women, out of the workforce. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here as Mayor Poot Secretary, Judge, Vice uh, Admiral of the uh, Canoe Fleet over at Camp Wimpy Tonka, and clueless person about money or anything. I'm, I just saw, uh, did you see Liz Warren's tweet, Liawatha? I, by the way, I think it's hysterical that a white woman who they did, they researched her ancestry, her genealogy, and they found that she is so white, it's, I mean, she makes vanilla seem more diverse than her. And it's apparently bad if you point out that she pretended to be an Indian, literally, on all her forms to get into Harvard and all this other stuff, and she she presented herself like that. It's 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 bigoted to make fun of her for it. Not that she did it. That's the left. 
But she tweeted, quote, Jeff Bezos is a thin-skinned billionaire lashing out as a distraction from Amazon's shameful treatment of workers and its massive tax avoidance. POTUS's plan will fight inflation by making giant corporations pay their fair share and fund investments like affordable childcare. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Guys, let me... Oh my gosh. They're going to fight inflation by taxing corporations that's what they're going to do to except disney right that's not how this works none of this works this way she really is senator senator karen you know even if he liquefied everything that he had gave all of his earnings away they would still have to print off trillions of dollars because they will not stop spending. That's the problem. I love how she doesn't realize where, like, the price hikes on corporations would go to. The only thing that's going to lower inflation is for them to stop their spending. It's not because corporations have to pay more taxes. What do you think is going to happen to the price of products, you genius, when companies have to pay more? Oh, the price of the products are going to go up. We're already dealing with inflation. This is one of the stupidest things I've ever read in my life. Government is the reason why we have the government policies. That's why we have the inflation level. I mean, more taxation during a time of inflation is a disaster. I mean, by the way, who in the hell does she employ? Who, who is, what business does Elizabeth Warren run? Who the hell is this woman employed? What does she know about meeting payroll? Nothing. Affordable child care. Good heavens. I it just, and it's amazing how many people think that what she said was smart. I, that's their line. You realize that. Their whole thing is to say that they're going to deal with inflation by taxing businesses. I mean, you cannot make this up. It's bad. Man, they're going to get walloped in November. Just bad. They're going to, yeah. And it would also kill jobs, exactly. Just a nightmare. But this is exactly what they are. I mean, this is exactly what they're, 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 they think that this is going to work. I was reading some of her other tweets. She's been pushing this for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Of course. All right. So um, the uh, political stuff I want to share with you are the, the race politics from the left. So Chuck Schumer had said, Tucker Carlson invited me on his show tonight to debate the letter I sent to Fox. I'm declining. Tucker Carlson needs to stop promoting the racist, dangerous replacement theory. These are the people, though, who have been openly promoting it. Right now, the left has said, oh, my gosh, the demographics are changing. You guys are going to lose your uh, conservative majorities or whatever, because more brown people are coming into the country. And it's like, wait a minute. Are you like assuming that brown people are going to are going to vote a certain way? Because that sounds kind of racist. I mean, Texas is a minority majority state and we're also Republican. So. Doesn't really 
doesn't really uh, actually pan out there. This is ridiculous. They're really going all in on this. All in on it. I'm here for the Jeff Bezos versus Democrats fight. I am totally here for it. I w- I'm totally fine with seeing this. But yeah, Chuck Schumer is scared of debate. That's, that's, the, that's the big, that's the lesson here. Good heavens. I have some more audio for you too that I want to make sure that we play because there's quite a, there's some good stuff that we have. Um, we also have mm-mm-mm. this. Um, this is the question. Audio soundbite nine. Where, where it concerns uh, the baby formula and the Abbott manufacturing. This is the closest answer we got to formula in the United States. Listen to this. It's important to remember this shortage exists because Abbott closed the facility, uh, uh, closed a facility because of safety concerns from the FDA. The FDA is working closely with Abbott to bring the facility back online uh, safely. That's the key here, safely. We want to make sure that this is done in a safe way. We are very, we are very close to having a path forward to safely reopening uh, the facility. Uh, we could, you can expect a, a uh, an announcement from FDA uh, later today on that was there one because we don't have any they all said that they're kind of still waiting too didn't they everybody's just waiting when are they going to open do we know Uh, meanwhile kids are going hungry (laughs) when are they going to open good heaven they were they were originally remember they weren't going to have the hearing on it until um next week so the fda so this is what let me pull this up real quick because this is all happening today. They're going to, it'll be well over a month before any new products ship from the site. I'm reading it right now. That's from the FDA. It's going to be over a month before any new products ship from the site. Yes, Kane. <laughs> I just can't stand it because we now have data on the vaccine injuries, right? Mm-hmm. That the FDA is pushing as hard as they can left and right without a concern for safety. But they're talking about this baby formula stuff as though safety is their main concern. They're talking out of both sides of their faces, and it's frustrating. Yeah. They had four infants, four infants who ingested it, who had to go to the hospital. And they said that the bacterial infections, this was at the Sturgis plant, they did a voluntary recall And the FDA and the CDC conducted their own investigation. One of the things that they had discovered is that the the formula itself and where it was manufactured had not in any part of the facility come into contact with any of the bacteria there. So I don't know why, but it's going to be a month. So in the meantime, are are they going to uh, ease up on some of the imports from... Europe because I mean the headline that I had just a little bit earlier that came out today was that it's they're still not they're thinking about it it's a they're they're still thinking about it which is not gonna it's not helping people who are still trying to trying to deal with this is a problem for people now it's a problem for them right now it's just this asinine uh, I want to switch gears before we get going I want to play this audio soundbite number one this is from a bombshell report from project veritas the a senior engineer at twitter is on video and by the way if you're like a dude and you're 
you know, you're an, maybe an average looking dude, below average, and there's like, you know, pretty blonde that's talking to you. And they're asking you about your job if you work at Twitter and they're asking you about like sensitive stuff. Dude, that is not a chick interested in you. That's James O'Keefe. So play this. This is interesting. Do you think there's a difference between Twitter's definition of free speech and Elon's definition of free speech? Twitter does not want free speech. What do your colleagues say about it? They hate it. Some of my colleagues are like super left, 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 left. You know, jobless, like he's a capitalist. Like we weren't really operating the capitalist more you know, like very socialist. Like we're all like communist. I basically went to work like four hours a week last quarter. That's yeah. how it works mm-hmm. in our company. But Twitter is like mental health and everything. Like if you're not feeling it, you can take a few days off. People take a month off. I don't know if the two parties can truly coexist on one platform. Wow. Wow. I mean, that's the truth. That's, I mean, that's like really, that's a, a pretty significant story. I mean, they're kind of saying, I mean, they're confirming what, you know, we sort of all have known. I wonder what this does to like Twitter's prices and how Musk is looking at restructuring it. Right? Really makes me kind of wonder. And what this does, because right now they've stalled out that whole purchase because apparently the intimation is that it was misrepresented to Musk that this uh, that how many people on it were bots and how many people on it were real. And so now they're doing like this independent audit and all this stuff and they're trying to figure they're trying to figure it out. Uh, but yeah, that would definitely change the the cost there. They were looking at what going 44 billion. Is that what they were looking at trying to enforce? Yeah. Jeez. Telling you what. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you check out danalash.com. I have um, up there my link to the subscription for the newsletter, and then you can also find uh, all of our past interviews, including with Tim Kennedy, his new book, Scar and, Scars and Stripes, out uh, on June 7th. You can go and you can find our discussion there as well. And very interesting. There's this uh, couple of things here. The Buffalo criminal, the 18-year-old that went to that, that supermarket or the market, apparently relatives say they're trying to blame COVID, saying that the teen likely snapped because of his paranoia and isolation from the pandemic. What? I'm not buying it. He lives at home still, doesn't he? They said that he's alone all day on the internet. How do you not know that your 18-year-old's doing this stuff? How do you not know? You are not an engaged parent. And now they're making excuses for it. That's just inexcusable. It is. It's inexcusable. Are they, do you, I mean, I don't don't see that attorney attempting a coronavirus defense for the client do you i don't that's just that's just shameful it's probably because of covid it's probably why he did it it's probably why it happened no audio sunbite three i loved this soundbite from this buffalo resident who just laid it all out exactly why this happened or what made it worse listen 
because after the security guard got shot, he got a gun shooting people still. A few more people were armed and knew what they were doing with the gun, because it's not the gun, it's the person with the gun that don't know how to act. So, uh, I just hope something comes from this. Mm. He's right. He's well because they have they they have all of these they they that's their law. So for instance, you have there's a Supreme Court case uh, that is, I think the decision is probably going to be coming out um, because this is what the state of New York demanding that someone show a special need to get a permit to have a license to carry a concealed firearm outside of the home, and so this is. It's a pending case, and this is something that um, people are expecting the Supreme Court to come out, I think, maybe this summer, this month. And that's the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus uh, Bruin. And this case, because the way in New York, it's like you have to demonstrate a need. There have been people who, there, there were like, for instance, one of the guys, uh, one of the petitioners with us, this is a person who there were people getting robbed in his neighborhood and, and there were home invasions and he wanted to go and get a firearm to protect himself. And um, he wanted to be able to carry and his his request was denied. That's that's ridiculous. You shouldn't have to ask permission to exercise a right because it's not a right if you have to ask permission to exercise it. And so that's what this case is about. So consider that, you know, one of the reasons why probably so many people weren't armed and able to defend themselves is i mean just look at how i mean they would have to have a permit to carry out and and as as the uh nysrpa versus bruin new york state rifle and pistol association that case is showing i mean there's it's incredibly it's actually very difficult to get that kind of a permit i have friends who live in new york and when they're they and they talk about carry permits and it's you know it is um it's just it's it's an issue and when you have people who are there like this security guard you can't i i mean it's 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 one guard it's some i I, the thing is is that who knows what would happen i think that people would have been saved had there been more people there who are allowed to carry allowed can you believe i have to say that word so when that new york uh, State Rifle and Pistol Association case when that decision is reached. We will talk about it here on this program. All right, today's stupidity, Kane. All right, it's that unfunny, hateful harpy from The View. I know that doesn't narrow it down, so I'll tell you it's Joyless Behar. Uh, she's here uh, seemingly threatening Elise Stefanik and her staff with a warning. Listen to this. Like this Elise Stefanik. We're all looking at you, Elise. You know, somebody on, on Twitter said, all of your staff should quit now. People, we're warning you because it's only going to get worse. We're warning you? Sounds like everyone quit. We're warning you? What are you going to do? Good grief. Yeah, the hateful left. And that does it for us today, folks. Have a great evening. Find me on Substack. We'll have this other, the interviews up on YouTube as well. Back behind the mic with you tomorrow.